Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is ESPN Radio. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X Channel 80 and ESPNU and ESPN2. By the way, we're, what, 21 days away from the NFL season. Now, Ian doesn't have a particular NFL team that he follows other than his beloved Saints. Usually his team of du jour is wherever his brother's coaching. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a complete fact. Right now in Carolina. <laughs> exactly. So that's going to be interesting in your house. We're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Giants in a second. But I can't wait to see Ian Fitzsimmons this year in your household where you got you in the middle of your mom who is a major, major New Orleans Saints fan and in the same division that your brother's coaching, the Carolina Panthers, and there's going to be at least two weekends this year that you are literally going to have to play referee between your mom oh, yeah. and your yeah. brother. It's already it, That battle's already been fought, and she already won. Oh, really? It's, already? Oh, it's done. Oh, yeah, Freddie. So remember when he was coaching with the Lions and they had the New Orleans Saints on their schedule? Absolutely. And my late brother, Brendan, uh, who, God rest his soul, was a patriarch of our family, um, he, he, he told Devin when he saw the schedule come out, he said, Fitz, hope you go 15-1, 16-game schedule back then. <laughs> wow. Devin's like, wait a minute, you're, you're rooting a, against your brother? He goes, 15-1, and one, bro, in Detroit. I think you'll take it. Wow. But I, I've been a Saints fan my entire life. You've been with the Lions for a year. Sorry, buddy. No. <laughs> wow. Uh, I hope you go 15-1. and one. Mama Fitz, same thing as BD. Really? I hope you go 15-2. and two. I thought bloods will be thicker than water when it comes to this. I can guarantee that anytime either either squad scores, you know what? Hold on. Let me back that up. Okay. He coaches special teams. Right. Ma- Mama Fitz will be rooting for a blocked punt, mm-hmm. a, a punt return for a touchdown, Okay, right, and a 58-yard field goal. Got it. But wants them to lose 31 to whatever. Really? Oh, yeah. She'll be pulling for, she'll be pulling for special teams at Carolina. Okay. But for the Saints to win the game. Guaranteed. She told the kid, hope you go 15-2. and two. Glad you're still in the league. Congratulations on the job. Hope you lose twice. Well, how did That's your, a mother. How did yes. your How did your Two brother react? Okay. Okay. Well, he, he gets he it. Understands. He, oh, he, he gets, gets it. it. How right. many times have I told you, Freddie? When you grow up on a on a third red horse farm in Folsom, Louisiana, as a Saints fan, and your starting quarterback is named Guido. Guido Merkins. That's I it. Remember at at a UTEP or UTSA. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, number nineteen. Number nineteen. It. And yep. it's like your starting right tackle, Stan Brock, is your hero. <laughs> You know your team stinks when you when you're starting right left tackle, right tackle, right. You know, those, hey, go get him, Stan. Wow. Try not to give up too many today. I mean, come on, dude. So I understand why my mom says that, and my late great brother said it. Uh-huh. I get it. I do. Wow. But because that, that's the beauty and the obsession of a football fan. That is very true. It, hey, hey. it runs. It runs sometimes deeper. Than even family. Well, put it this way. I don't know if your brother's ever going to close that gap. 
obviously not when no involving where he is and with the Saints, no matter where he is, especially this year with the Carolina Panthers. But when it comes to gaps, every division has a very small gap, especially and now no longer the NFC least. We got to call it the NFC beast once again. All four defenses in this division are going to be really, really good. Three teams in this division made the playoffs last year. The Giants, the Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles won that division. But Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst, when he was on the Michael K Show in New York on ESPN Radio, 98.7 FM, he says, you know what? That gap was that last year. It's a lot closer between the Giants and the Cowboys. I think that the Giants have very much so closed the gap on the Cowboys. I think it's Philadelphia with the team to beat in that division, and that's out of respect. I believe that they're capable of being a playoff football team again, and I think they've closed the gap on the Cowboys. I'm not buying that, and here's why. I know Dan Olasky, and believe me, I trust his intellect, Ian. We all do when it comes to football. But that doesn't mean we can't disagree with him, even though he knows that game backwards and forwards. A lot of people are believing that because Daniel Jones had a season that nobody saw coming, he still only threw 15 touchdown passes. I think people are so relieved that he didn't throw 15 interceptions and have eight touchdown passes. For the first time in his Giants career by having a guy that knows how to coach football and Brian Dable, he looked like a quarterback that had something there. I wonder how much of that, Ian, has played into the thinking that, hey, I expect Daniel Jones to make a little bit more of a jump up which that's means me. that that gap yeah. is going to close between the Giants and Cowboys. I still don't know if I'm buying that, if that's where Dan Orlowski is coming from. I'm going to go one step further, Freddie. I think the Cowboys have also closed the gap on the Eagles a little bit. And I think oh, the Giants really? have also tightened it up with the Cowboys. I think the okay. NFC East is a very difficult division. And coming into this season, I wouldn't be surprised if they got three teams in the playoffs again. Me neither. At all. I'm with you. I think Washington is also a better football team. It's going to be a damn difficult division to go and, and, and take. And, and two part. One, let me go to the Eagles for a moment and explain that. Okay. It is remarkably difficult to go to a Super Bowl in back-to-back years when you've lost it. When was the last time we saw a team lose a Super Bowl and give back to it again the next year. I, I'm going Buffalo. off the top of my head with Buffalo, the right? Buffalo Bills, and they, yeah. they didn't win. The four falls of Buffalo, that now, great 30 for 30. Cincinnati got there, but, but it got to the AFC Championship game the following year right. with Joe Burrow, but they did not get back to you know that Lombardi moment so, and a chance to, to take home the, the, you know, the, the crown jewel. So Philadelphia, that's a daunting task. I mean, do I think they're the best team in that division? Yes. Getting back to a Super Bowl? That's hard. Again, we haven't seen a Super Bowl loser get back to that title game since the Bills in the early nineties. I mean, that's 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 not analytics. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a historic fact in the NFL. So that's one reason. The other one is you look at the Giants. I'm expecting that Daniel Jones to take a jump in year two with Brian Dable. Okay. Why, why wouldn't he? And if he doesn't, you got a major problem. Yeah, because you committed $82 million to him over the next couple of years. And I think he does because Brian Dable is that good of a coach, and I think Daniel Jones has got some serious talent. He just has, until Dable, he's never had a true offensive mind help him be even better than, than we've seen. So okay. we finally saw him take that jump last year. I expect another one this year. And then obviously the big one, Saquon Barkley being in back in that lineup, even on that – Whatever you want to call that deal he signed, you know, we only got basically like a million five raise and then more incentives. But not just Saquon being there, but Eric Gray, running back out of Oklahoma. Right. You can coach this young man hard. DeMarco Murray ran him into the ground from a mental standpoint, and Eric Gray wanted even more of it. 
DeMarco Murray will tell you this young man wants to be coached hard. Mm-hmm. I did coach him hard at Oklahoma as his running back, back coach, and that gives them depth at the running back position so you don't have to beat the hell out of Saquon. I think the Giants have closed the gap on the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have closed it a bit on the Eagles. Do you agree with that? Let us know at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Ian believes not only the Cowboys have closed the gap on the Eagles, but that the Giants have closed the gap on the Dallas Cowboys. Dan Olaski believes that as well. Let us know at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie coming together this morning on ESPN Radio and also the ESPN app and ESPN two. I will say this about what you just said. I can't wait to see exactly if it may not be the right thing to say, but I'm going to say it. It's no guarantee that the Eagles are going to make it back to back in the NFC East. We have not seen a back to back champion in that division in a long, long time. Great point. Eagles were 14 and 3 last year. The Cowboys were 12 and 5. The Giants were 9 and 7. A two-game lead is not a large lead in the NFL. And with this Eagles team, now they're going to get everybody's best shot once again. And I can't wait to see how they handle that because you lose two coordinators, even though you have the right guys. Brian Johnson's going to be your star's offense coordinator. So it won't be as bad losing as Shane Steichen, who's now the head coach of the Colts, replacing with Brian Johnson. Many people believe he's going to be an NFL head coach in a year or two. And the Eagles right now, the winning NFC East, they're minus 110. Cowboys are plus 165. Giants are plus 700. Washington plus 1,300. But you and I have talked about this before. When you got to be a part of that grind, they played a lot of football last year and came up short, they were that close to winning a championship. There are no guarantees, especially more than ever before in modern football, where the NFL is a second-by-second league. It's not week-by-week. It's not game-by-game. It's second-by-second. There are no guarantees that everything that worked well for you in one year is going to be the same thing the next year, especially when two teams in that division, really all three teams in that division, have gotten a little bit better yep. to try to take you down in that division. It would not surprise me if the Eagles don't win the division. It would surprise me if the Giants won it. It wouldn't surprise me the Cowboys won it. But I don't think anybody should be surprised if the Eagles don't win that division because it is that hard to have that grind mentally and physically to do it once again, even though they have a relatively young football team when it comes to Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I still think Philly wins the NFC East. I just think it's not going to be as easy as a lot of people think because it is that deep for the reasons I just mentioned. But you hear, you talk to anybody that's been to Eagles camp, it's more of a shock when Jalen Hurts throws an incompletion right? than the wow moments he's given them nonstop every day throughout camp. And now as they get ready for, uh, what are we, 21 days 21 away? 21 days 20, away. I mean, to mm-hmm. the start of the NFL season. Blackjack, 21 days Jaylen away. Jalen Hurts is taking his game to another level which is scary. And that defense, remember this name, Nolan Smith. You love Rookie him. Edge yeah. out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was on the all-hug team last year, Freddie. I mean, we, we met him at SEC Media Days. That's where we got to know him. And he is just one of those guys that off the field, you look at him going, what a nerd. I mean, he's got the glasses <laughs> yeah, on, right? Yeah, 6'3", yeah, 250-pound right? nerd. I mean, like, I mean <laughs> so mild-mannered you know, and soft-spoken. But when he gets on that field – having covered him a lot as an, as a field analyst and mm-hmm. reporter, yeah. that dude talks more noise than any player in all of college football last year. It is amazing. He, I promise you, Nolan Smith will have an immediate 
impact with all those other Georgia Bulldogs I was gonna say. on that defensive side of the ball for the Eagles. Yeah. Watch. They have a Georgia alumni meeting in Philadelphia, and everybody would show up. <laughs> They're putting side. hedges uh, yeah, why not? the field. Hey, you go to programs that you you know can produce terrific players. We've seen Georgia football do that under Kirby Smart the last four to five years. You'd be a fool not to look at a Georgia football program and say, yeah, let's take a look at that guy because we know those guys can play, especially – at the next level. We'll get your thoughts in the NFC East, the triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's going to win it? Will it be the Cowboys? Will it be the Eagles? Will it be the Giants? We'll take your calls at 888-729-3776. And speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, they keep having these brouhaha's, these Braveheart moments in camp. We're going to tell you the biggest misnomer about that, that they actually believe is going to help them finally break through and win the championship. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. Along with Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN 2 and ESPNU. Quick correction. We mentioned about the Philadelphia Eagles trying to make it back-to-back to get to the Super Bowl, a team that got there in back-to-back years. We mentioned that it was with the Buffalo Bills. It was more recent, Ian, with the New England Patriots. They were able to win and lose in back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. That was, what, 2018-2019? You're the one that, that, that brought that up. 18-19. Um, yeah, we forgot about that Pat squad where they lost the Super Bowl, then came back the following year, made it again, and then won it also. Right. So that's what the Eagles are trying to do. And had, look, it's them and the Bills going back to you know the, the 1990s. And that's it's it's but the point was and yeah we did forget about the Patriots in eighteen nineteen right obviously with that with that guy named that Brady, Tom Brady guy yeah uh, he, that guy he was pretty good wasn't he I yeah make he's sure. all right uh, <laughs> but the point is and it, this is historic historically true it is one of those most difficult things to do in professional sports you get to a Super Bowl you lose that game right then to get back to it the following year is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, and in, the, in that division, the NFC East, it's not going to be easy for the Philadelphia Eagles to get out of that division and try to find a way to make it back-to-back and win it this time after not winning it versus Kansas City earlier this year. James in Alabama was the weigh-in on that division at 888-729-3776. Big game, James, what you got, my friend? Hey, yeah, I'm uh, all for the Eagles not getting back to the Super Bowl. I'm a Cowboys fan, but... I was just going to say I disagreed 
with uh, Dan Orlowski about the Giants closing the gap with the Cowboys. I think they haven't closed it at all, and I think the Cowboys have actually closed it with the Eagles. And I think the Cowboys are just as good as the Eagles are. Yeah, they're not far behind when it comes to Eagles. I'm with you on that one. Although I will say this about the Giants. I love that draft choice of Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. You need somebody that can tilt the field, and that guy can run all day. And if he can read defenses, because that was a kind of knock on him coming out of Tennessee, but there's no questioning his speed. They also get Darren Waller. They bring him for the Las Vegas Raiders. If he can stay healthy, that helps their quarterback. I still wonder if that's going to be enough to close that gap. But I'm with him, Ian, in terms of I think it's a lot close with the Giants not the Giants and the Cowboys, but the Cowboys and Eagles in the NFC East. I think it's the most difficult division in the NFC. Obviously, the AFC is is much more loaded or deeper. We all know that. But the NFC East is going to be a peach to try and, and take down that crown. I still like the Eagles in that division. And then you have you know the, the chippiness going on in Cowboy camp. Oh, right? we, we saw it out <laughs> in Oxnard and mm-hmm. you know with – you know, Trayvon Diggs and Dak getting into it a bit. And it, look, to me, this is just camp stuff. It happens yeah. every mm-hmm. single year. And now you have Micah Parsons and, and Tyler Biotish. You know, they're all pro center out of Wisconsin getting into it yesterday. You know, Parsons throwing throwing haymakers. By, by the way, Micah, don't pick a fight with that corn-fed dude. Because he gets his hands on you. <laughs> He's got a wrestling background. Yeah, yeah. Be honest, it's like that bouncer in the club in Eastern Europe that you things don't. go right, he makes you disappear. Right. I mean, you got the big old mitts. So you better connect, man, and, and drop him because if he gets a hold of you, uh-huh. you're going to have a problem. But everyone's making a big deal out of this. And to me, this is, again, just another example of guys getting tired of going against one another. Absolutely. It's not a big deal, but why is it being made a big deal? Because it's one of the best players in the league mm-hmm. who has a star on his helmet. It's Micah and the Dallas Cowboys. The Buffalo Bills, just a couple of days ago, had a big old kerfuffle as well in, in camp, <laughs> and guess what? We didn't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. But because it's Micah, because it's the Cowboys, yeah. that is why, oh, well, there's dissension, and they, this team doesn't like each other. Man, shut the hell up. It's a camp fight. It's nothing. Well, put it this way. Nuno, the pretty hate love machine, our producer, he said it's so wrong. What do you mean it's so wrong, Nuno? Ian is wrong because – Why is Ian wrong? Here's the deal, Ian, right? Like the Cowboys are making this about themselves. The Cowboy media, the people that cover the Cowboys, a lot of them make it about them, right? They always do. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It becomes like did Josh Allen after that fight when – if Sean McD- uh, McDerm- uh, McD- McDermott, Sean McDermott, excuse, yeah. excuse me, pulled them aside and been like, "Hey guys, we can't be doing this." Did he respond? Yeah, but we're still gonna f and win the Super Bowl. Like, no, but allegedly Micah did that, and I see, so? I see people covering this team. Oh, this shows that they're all in, and, and that they're not like they're not gonna back down from anyone. Like, it's. This is this is the reason they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like this is why it becomes a conversation about the Cowboys because they're setting themselves up for so this. The media they're, says no, no. it because it's chippy, but they're that, setting themselves up for this. Like they're setting themselves up for no, failure no. once again. Come on, coach. Let, let me tell you something. Inside those walls, it doesn't matter. And I, I don't care what. Look, not that I don't care because I love Clarence E. Hill Jr. or Kelvin Watkins or my man Todd Acha, uh-huh. right, Mr. Acha. But this this squad did need some edge to it. They haven't had that in years past. You saw it a little bit last year on the defensive side of the ball, but they they need some chippiness. They need an edge. They need a little bit more of a bleep you attitude. And, and guess what? Also, and, and inside those walls, it doesn't matter. Hell, we talked to a cowboy last week on this very show. 
And a name you need to remember, NFL fans, Damone Clark out of LSU. LSU, yeah. He is going to be an absolute wrecking machine as an edge rusher and outside linebacker, number 33. We asked him about the training camp kerfuffles, your Donnie Brooks, or a little, you know, scuffle. And he's like, man, it, this is nothing. At L- he told the story about it when he was at LSU with Joe Burrow at the bottom of a pile in camp. You know who's getting the hell beat out of him by his own teammates? Joey B. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, so come on. All right, it happens. Guess man. what's going to happen? It happens. Week no, no. one or whatever week in the like during the season yeah. where there's an undisciplined penalty that cost them a game. What's going to be the storyline <laughs> on Get Up on this morning yep. show? Now you're going to on everything else. That's going to be hey, why? Why did this happen? Because it was a lot of happened during practice and, and so forth. Like, they're setting themselves up for fail, and I love it. As a producer of a show, <laughs> yeah. I love it more. Give me more content. No, no. And a Giants fan. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, Giants fan. and not a closet Giants fan, by the way. No, no, let me ask you this question. What in the hell does an offsides penalty have to do with a fight? Because someone will try to make a correlation. Well, but, what happens, yes. uh, but Michael Parsons said we're not will. taking bleep from anybody. Yes. Late hits. And, and he's okay. literally Good. saying, yeah, like, yeah. Here's the we're deal. going to do this. I'm not going to say, Pat, Nuno, Ian, that you're wrong. But I will say this, and this is the right of the whole thing when it comes to two things. Number one, fights in training camp are the most overblown thing in the history of Amen. football. They really are. People try to make a correlation. When dudes fight in camp, Ian, to your point, it's because they're frustrated seeing the same guy over and over and over. Although you should pick who you're going to fight. Pick someone you can beat. If you're Micah Parsons, don't pick that guy. <laughs> Go pick a wide receiver. Center. Pick a tight end. Don't pick <laughs> a guy be honest that looks like something out of Eastern Promises <laughs> with Vigo Mortensen. Don't do that if you're Micah Parsons. And number two. You have stars my, over hearts. boy. Well done. And if you're Micah Parsons, if you're going to involve yourself in the training camp fight, stop hitting guys in the helmet with your hands. That's just idiotic. If you're Micah Parsons, look what Biotis did. Biotis went, him, went at him low because you, you kind of need your hands. As a pass rusher, the last thing you need is having Micah Parsons getting into it with one of his teammates, swinging at his helmet and breaking his hand and being on a disabled list. If you're going to pick who you're going to fight, fine. How about picking the right place to hit somebody? The helmet is <laughs> undefeated. It, it, the helmet is undefeated yeah. when it comes to hitting somebody in the helmet. It's ridiculous to do he, stuff like that. But I'm with you, Freddie. These training camps, you know, Absolutely. dust ups, they don't, they don't mean it anything and Nuno you're doing the exact same thing that some people <laughs> yes. in the Dallas media he are is. doing making a bigger deal out of this than it really is <laughs> I mean Micah Parsons is one that's making a big deal out about this See, right? Nuno to your point and I said it yesterday stop talking if you're the Dallas freaking Cowboys do something about it that's all I hear from this team is conversation you want to have a conversation have a damn talk show do what your owner does he has a talk show every Tuesday. Join that. I'm tired of that when it comes to a team that always, always has conversations, and yet when it's time to make wins or get wins in the playoffs, then they do a lot more talking about what they didn't do right or how things went wrong. Stop listen, talking. Listen, I know two hosts that, that are willing to have you anyone on a weekly on their shows during the season that if you want to have takes, right? <laughs> Ian Fitzsimmons. Freddie Coleman will be go. more than happy to have you <laughs> pop on every once a week to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Who knows? Pushing that ratings meter. Cowboys draw. Absolutely. Right Cowboy on a regular yeah. basis. But the, 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 worst, the worst part of what you just said, Ian, and the true part is that they know it, we know it, yes. and they know that we know. Uh, they clearly again, know that. That Damone Clark story about Joe Burrow, and I'm mm. still angry with myself right. for not asking that follow-up question. 
who was the player beating the hell out of your star quarterback yeah. in a chase for a natty during camp? I guarantee you that guy's playing in Louisiana Lafayette. <laughs> he was no longer Coach part Joe of the LSU program. The <laughs> Coach Joe get him out of here. He's going he to play in Louisiana Lafayette. He can crawfish down there. He was not going to be part of don't LSU punch football. the quarterback. Yeah, don't even get near the quarterback. They have a red jersey on in practice right. for a reason. Not a game. Practice. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Cohen, the little Freddie and Fitzsimmons early in the morning. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. We go back to college football nine days away. And FOS, a friend of the show, is going to stop by and tell you what is the one thing you should be the most excited about. That's next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. It gets started nine days from now in Dublin, Ireland. As Navy takes on number 13, Notre Dame, they kick off the college football season. Our national nightmare is almost over. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. I always appreciate you joining us. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. And Ian, anytime we get close to college football season, it's always good to have a BOS brother to show to stop by to get us ready and get us excited about college football 2023. Let's bring in Cole Kublik, SEC Network, college football analyst here for us on ESPN, ESPN Radio. Cole, good morning. We appreciate the time as always. Look, you, you're a former center. Uh, you, you, you played at Auburn for a long time. We were talking about training camp fights. Before we even get into some of your <laughs> the teams to watch that you have maybe off the radar this year, just take, take people behind the scenes. Training camp fights are a common thing. How big of a deal is this when you see a, a, cow, a fight at Cowboy camp or Bills camp or on a college campus during training camp? I don't think it's a big deal at all. And I, I, I remember we had them almost daily. And um, I, mean, I, I love the fact that you see an extra offensive lineman come in trying to help out a little bit, making sure that nobody, nobody else gets involved, kind of try to you know, watch the back of his buddy. Uh, that's the part that I like about it the most. But, I mean, these things can get a little bit out of hand, and you don't want them to go too long. That was the thing that I learned early on as a college football player is, it was cool to fight, and you earn some respect when you fight, but you still got to get back in and go the next rep, and you're going to be completely gassed when you do. Uh, so you learn that it's a pretty bad idea because 310, 305 pounds rolling around with another 300-pounder trying to throw punches will wear you out in about five seconds. <laughs> and you got to get back in there and snap the football and try to block somebody again. So you learn quickly that uh, from a conditioning standpoint, it's not the most intelligent thing to try to do on a regular basis. What was the best training camp fight that you were a part of or that you had a chance to see? 
Um, that I was a part of was probably just one with Jimmy Brumball where we had been going at it every day for about two or three days. And then they finally just decided to let us go. Uh-huh. Uh, so it went on for what felt like about seven minutes. It was probably really about 40 seconds. <laughs> and we both just, That's a big boy. <laughs> we, we both just got to the point where we couldn't move anymore. And, and that was it. I mean, I think we were, we were both on, on the brink of not being able to breathe. And, and so we just stopped. Uh, it wasn't actually true training camp though but the best fight moment that i ever had uh was one time when it was later in the season in auburn when we weren't really running the ball well and after practice a full pad practice i think it was on a tuesday uh so probably a 21 24 period practice our offensive line coach asked us to fight one another and he he (laughs) got us in two lines i was one of the starters so i jumped to the front of the line thinking hey i'm going to be a leader didn't know what we were going to do He's like, all right, fight. No moss. Here we go. We're going to be physical. I'm just sitting there thinking, what are you talking about? He's like, fight. He's like, the loser, loser's going to run. We will be tough. I was just saying, and I remember Joe Witt. Joe Witt, longtime uh, linebacker Legend. coach. His son, his son now is defense coordinator for the Cowboys. Right. <laughs> He walks by after, and he looks over there, and he stops, and he says, that's the dumbest expletive I've ever seen in my life. And then he just kept walking. Let me guess. It was Rick Trickett was your O-line coach. It, was, right? not, it was not Rick Trickett. It no, wasn't he, was not, he didn't make us fight each other. It was really? He made us fight each other. Wow. Yeah. Uh, story time with Uncle Cole Kublick here fight. on ESPN. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. Fight. We're going to be tough. <laughs> Cole, give, give us a team off the radar with the AP preseason top 25 that you think can make a serious run either at a conference title or maybe even the college football playoff. It, it depends on how far off the radar you're, you're really talking about. In um, like I, I don't, I think Washington showing up in the top ten of the AP poll, I, I respected that, I like that, but I still think it's a team that's getting enough love right now. I, I think it's a team that can that can make the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Utah is one of those teams as well, but I'm really concerned about their quarterback situation heading into the early part of the season. Um, I think Oregon State is really, really interesting because that's a team you want to talk about being physical and fighting you like that. That's a team you don't want to meet in a fight. They will run the football, and now they add an elite talented quarterback in DJ Uyunglele. I, I don't know exactly how it works out, but you have to imagine if they can harness some of that and, and they can get him playing the quarterback position better than he did his last go around at Clemson. That's going to bring a different dynamic to what Jonathan Smith's team is going to be able to do. I think Wisconsin's a really interesting team. There's a lot of it that's going to be new. Uh, you're, you're going to run an offense, and you're going to need personnel to contribute that haven't really contributed in a while. Right. Um, but but I love the makeup of the team, and I kind of love the direction that Luke Fickle's got that thing going. Uh, if you're talking about out of the top 25, uh, I think Arkansas not being ranked to me is egregious with, with, with K.J. Jefferson coming back and Rocket Sanders in the backfield. And I really do believe that Kentucky is going to have a good season. Their, their main issue was offensive line last year. Uh, you got a transfer coming in from USC that I think is going to hold down right tackle. Marquez Cox, a transfer from Northern Illinois, will be over at left tackle. Nobody really knows who Ray Davis is because he was a 1,000-yard rusher at Vanderbilt last year. He is exceptional. They have the best wide receiver room that they have ever had in the history of Kentucky football, top to bottom. They have more talent in that room than they've had collectively at any other point in time. And now you get Devin Leary, a guy who, what, two years ago was top five quarterback in college football? Yep. You put him together with Liam Cohen, who's already proven what he can be as an offensive coordinator at Kentucky. I think it's a great fit, the weapons that they have and how they're going to manage that offense. Brad White's defense can be great. 
I think Kentucky's a team that could vastly exceed what a lot of the expectations are for them this season. Cole Kublik of ESPN, the SEC Network, and also McEnroy Kublik in the morning, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons, part of Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Who's more motivated to shut up people who think that it's past their time? Is it Nick Saban at Alabama or Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, Cole? I would probably, personally, I would probably say Dabo just because I, I don't know if things like that affect Nick Saban that much. Um, I think, I think Dabo is a little bit more of the finding different ways to motivate. He'll bring a little extra rah-rah to practice and and to his team and to, to what he's going to do and try to motivate guys and maybe even motivate himself. I, Nick Saban, to me, is a little bit too robotic for that. Like, I, th- I think he is the same routine, the same guy every day, and he, he's going to take more of that approach. I don't, I don't look at him as wanting to know where his team's ranked in the AP poll or what, how many people picked him to either win the West or win the SEC at SEC Media Days. I, I don't know how much of that he utilizes on a daily basis. So probably Clemson, too, because I, I do think that the doubters are a little bit louder for Clemson right now than they are for Alabama. Alabama's still a preseason top five team, Freddie. So, yes, there's another team in the conference that people talk about a lot more than Alabama now because they've won the last two national championships. But Clemson's probably a team that is going to be in the hunt for their conference title that's getting much less discussion than what Alabama is. Man, and that defense, they've got so many guys mm-hmm. back. They are going to be nasty. What about Georgia going for a three-peat? We haven't seen it in college football, the D1 level, since Minnesota did it in the 1930s. What wow. do you make of Georgia right now? There's a lot to like about this team. I do think that there are some real questions. And because of what they have accomplished the last two years, the, the, the people that cover that team and the people around that team, they're not going to really like you questioning some of the certain things um you guys are both familiar with butt bama that we've talked about for a long time that came about uh seven six five years ago when alabama was in the middle of their magnificent run and you began to say well that position doesn't look like it's looked the last few years but bama's got this or you talk about nice about another player at another school but bama's got this guy we're kind of there with georgia now anything that you kind of doubt and question the frustration is going to come to the surface immediately the weaponry on offense is obscene and that doesn't even include running back it's just tight end and wide receiver i think the offensive line is going to be fantastic now probably going to be carson beckett quarterback we just haven't seen a lot of him they're already having some issues with with running backs in camp going into the season so depth at that position is going to be a little bit scarce and i just don't think that defensive line looks the way or will operate in the manner that it has in the last two seasons that's okay that doesn't mean it's going to be bad because they have one of the best safeties in college football. Uh, they have one of the best off-the-ball linebackers in college football. They have a defensive end that might end up being one of the best edge defenders in college football, Michael Williams. But we, we haven't really seen him explode to that extent just yet. But they have had a group of absolute killers up front <laughs> for the last two years, and I just haven't <laughs> seen this group operate in that manner. We're used to seeing sort of the next guy up at least flash a little bit more than we have. So I think they'll be different. I think there are pieces of it that are going to have to be worked into. But they would be my number one team in the nation right now. They would be my favorite to win the national title because so many players on this team have been there and done it. So many guys have an understanding of what it takes. And I don't know how you're going to defend them with what they have at tight end. and what they. I mean, adding Dominic Lovick from Missouri is massive. That can be a move wide receiver you put in the slot. He can provide explosive plays in a lot of different ways. Then you take your true X receiver in Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. It can be a matchup problem on the outside. 
I don't even need to mention Ladd McConkey and Brock Bowers, what you're going to have there. It's just, it is obscene with what Georgia is going to have on the perimeter to be able to utilize for whoever is playing quarterback. And just because we say Carson Beck is new and doesn't have a ton of experience, what if he does come in and light it up? Right. Then Georgia could essentially exceed what they've been offensively in the past. So, they would be my favorite to win it right now, but there are some real question marks with Georgia heading into the season. Oh, it's fantastic stuff from Cole Kublick. Hit him on Twitter. Cole Kublick does a great job, part of ESPN, the SEC Network, and McElroy Kublick in the morning. We always have a fight between those two, and he always joins <laughs> us with great knowledge, as always, with Ian Fitzsimmons and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Appreciate you, Cole, man. Thanks for getting us ready for college football. That's nine days away, my man. We will make y'all physical. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get awfully, awfully physical anytime Cole Kubelik shows up to the party. He'll make y'all fight. <laughs> He's Ian Fitzsimmons. Hit him on Twitter at Ian Fitz ESPN. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. And Leo Messi's been dominating ever since he got into Miami and the MLS. Nine goals in six games. Who says that is not a good thing for soccer in the United States and MLS? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. There's absolutely no doubt that Leo Messi has been ante up and getting that thing going with MLS. Nine goals in six games. Everything has been spectacular, but somebody believes it's not a good thing for MLS. Hmm. He's Ian Fitzsimmons, not him. He doesn't believe that. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Who is this cretin, this heathen, that believes that soccer is not being benefited by the early dominant success of Leo Messi? Of course, he is Nuno Teixeira, the producer of this program, part of the pretty love-hate machine that he is. Now, he is a soccer aficionado, so we're going to defer to him we're going to tear him apart after that. But we're going to defer to in him. In the moment, we'll defer. In the moment, we'll defer. But after the moment's over, like they said, Bull Durham, the moment's over. After that, we're going to eviscerate him. So, Nuno, why do you believe Leo Messi, nine game goals in six games, into Miami, having all this attention? They've been a winning franchise now. Why do you believe his early success is not good for MLS? It's about building the league, right? So, is it putting more eyes like eyes on the games he's playing yes but is that translating into all of a sudden you know you're watching games because you want to see what this product is no like that's where i think it's not good he's making it very easy like that goal he scored the other day against philadelphia was it was embarrassing for the goalkeeper to allow that. So I think that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm not so sure if it's actually really good for the league. I'll do this, right? 
LeBron James all of a sudden says, I want to go to Italy and play in that league, right? And you're watching LeBron James games, but are you going to watch the rest of the league when he's not playing? No, and I think that's what is missing here. It's not turning you on into other games. Like, you're, you know, you're not spending money, ridiculous money, to go watch, you know, the new Red Bull when Messi's not playing. Like, that's where I'm coming from. All right, destroy that. Ian, because okay. you have a puzzle look on you your really face. You really have a puzzle look on your I face. Mean, it's the dumbest makes, thing ever. Wow, makes really? zero sense. So people are actually watching more often than they have before, yet that's bad for the game. Watching who? Uh, what? So, one okay, specific one team. Right, Which you... one team? You're trying to grow the league. It's one team. Like, you know, Can I it's finish? A... Go ahead. Thank you. Wow, so, really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> My man's been hitting that Portuguese moonshine early on hey, the Thursday hey, morning, hey. man. I, mean, I love you, Nuno. Bing bong. Let me give you an example. So when Messi came and played FC Dallas, my daughter Rowan, who's a goalkeeper, wanted to go watch him play, but she'd just gone to Barcelona AC Milan. I wasn't paying for both tickets. Wasn't going to happen. She wanted to fork over some babysitting money for 500 bucks to go watch Messi. Go right ahead. That's good parenting, by the way. It, Carry on. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yep. I gave her the yes. She could go. She got all excited. And then when I told her she had to pay for it, yeah. my response was, you didn't ask me yeah. if I was paying for it. You asked me if you could go. <laughs> yes, you may go. But I'm not <laughs> buying it. <laughs> I mean, the National Bank Data Finance is closed. Bank, baby, because, hey, you want to go? That's a focus group of one in the mirror and a friend. You guys figure it out. Right? So, but now, Nuno... She actually wants to go just because of the thought of going to an FC Dallas game. And she'd been a couple of years ago, but hadn't been back since. Because Messi came to town. She watched it. It was amazing. She had a friend that did go. Right now, she actually wants to go and is going to an FC Dallas game. So to your point, just by Messi coming to town, I actually know someone and I happen to be related to her that I'm actually going to have. I will buy tickets for this one because it's like 38 bucks. But the <laughs> point is, she is now invested and is going to go and check out an FC Dallas game for, for the first time in years. Why? Because Messi came to town. Nuno, your response? All right, that's great, and that's one in a million, and that's a young... How do you know that? What? Well, A, also the it's... fact that <laughs> Apple doesn't put out the, uh, uh, you know, their their viewing numbers, right, that... That's possible, you know, the screen the streaming thing. So you're also, guessing, right? But like you don't need the viewing numbers. You can see that the tickets right. cost five hundred dollars. Clearly, people are interested for a messy yes, game. All right, messy I'm game. talking about. I'm not talking about messy. He's not talking about playing. messy. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about overall for the league. Ian, yes, your daughter. She plays six soccer. Games. She, she wants to go watch FC Dallas, but like for anyone else. I'm looking at the schedule. Columbus, Cincinnati on Saturday on Sunday night. Are people lining up like, "Oh, Messi's now got me excited to go watch that"? Uh, the Columbus like, crews sell out. All right, like, you know, NYFC Minnesota. Like, are he, people he doing that? They've been selling out since Brian Dunseth was playing there in like the early 2000s. I, and I love Dunny. Dunny's great. Listen to his podcast all the Dunny. time. There you go. Yeah, his name is Dunny. Well, yeah. He can say that because he listened to podcasts. So there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got a minute here. I'm just Look, right. You're, 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 you're not right because you're going to get not, more no, casual no, fans no. invested by having them invested no, but, in a superstar. But, 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 the more yeah. casual fans get invested, the longer term 
outcome yeah. you're going to well, see I with them wanting more, to go. I, real quick, because we yeah. got to go. I bet okay. you more, more people <laughs> yeah, I guess are invested turn. in the Saudi Arabia League with the fact that they now have Neymar, numerous stars Ronaldo. across numerous teams more than what's going on in MLS because of Messi. It's only so, been six games, but sure. Here's the deal with that. We'll find out. <laughs> Is Leo Messi dominating MLS a good or a bad thing for the league? You can weigh in at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. We're going to get to the bottom of this argument. And also, should the New York Jets not be concerned about Leo Messi dominating the league and upsetting Nuno and everybody else in the pretty love-hate machine, but should they really be concerned about their offensive line? He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Just trying to play mediator and referee. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU, and ESPN2. Go Messi! This is ESPN Radio. More next.